This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. It's been described as a defining moment in our politics and for our democracy. The fallout from the Palapala panel report has been extraordinary. Can President Cyril Ramaphosa and the ANC emerge from this crisis able to contest a crucial election in 2024? Bongani Bingwa unpacks it all. The drama started late Wednesday evening when an independent panel probing the bizarre burglary dropped a bombshell. For the first time you are seeing this breaking news, the president is said to possibly have committed an impeachable offence. It's huge. Sarah Ramaphosa didn't see this coming. In their lengthy report, the panel comprising senior jurists claimed the president might have a case to answer and could even have violated the constitution. I was on live television uh, soon after and uh, what I said was that this was a grave moment for the president, but I also said that this was democracy at work. In parliament, political parties had been winding down for Christmas. But news of the panel's findings got them scurrying back to work. Hengiwem Kalipi is an EFF whip. We are going to accept the report, we are going to discuss the report, and we are going to vote for the impeachment to take place. The DA's chief whip, Sivue Kwahube, was fielding calls. A lot of angst and a lot of anxiety, even all my own family members were calling and saying, you know, can we afford to impeach a president? Maybe the president is the best that we have. Rumors circulated that the president may resign, despite his denials of wrongdoing. If objectively the president is deemed to have broken the law, then we can't for the sake of stability and almost as a comfort toy, hold on to somebody because we think he's the best that we have. The initial application to Parliament to set up the inquiry came from the young MP, Vuoletu Zungula, the relative newcomer to the corridors of power and only one of two MPs representing the ATM party in the House. As the sponsor of this report, he's been thrown into the spotlight. I was fortunate to have received a call from one of the members of parliament who said, all right, you've won this round, congratulations. However, be mindful of your security because what you've done, it is something that is normally done by bigger parties. It was a long night of heavy reading. Constitutional expert Richard Talland dissected the lengthy report. I became quite troubled because I felt that it was not of the impeccable standard that such a report needs to be if it is going to be the springboard for the full impeachment process. The panel balanced Ramaphosa's explanations against a version of events supplied by South Africa's former spy boss, Arthur Fraser, the controversial civil servant who first set the cat among the pigeons six months ago. 
Arthur Fraser came to a police station in Johannesburg to lay criminal charges against the sitting president. He was armed with affidavits, footage, bank accounts, and he claimed that millions of dollars had been stolen from a hiding place in a couch at the president's farm, and that by not reporting the incident to the police, as well as other crimes, the president had broken the law. What did you expect Cyril Ramaphosa to do once the report, this independent panel report, came out? Resign. The longer Ramaphosa stayed out of sight, the greater the speculation of his demise. We had a parliamentary sitting the very next day on the Thursday, and you could see cabinet ministers, you know, walking in and out, speaking in hushed tones. You know, there was, you know, worry and fear. But what then happened over the following few hours was that someone and some people managed to stiffen his resolve. His backbone was located, so to speak. Ramaphosa's opponents within his own party had already called on him to step aside. A scheduled meeting of the influential National Executive Committee was on the cards in Johannesburg. Farmgate, as it had become known, brought the ANC's internal factional battles, always bubbling under the surface, wide open. The meeting was postponed. Ramaphosa lived another day. But, says political author Mpumelelo Mkabela, his reputation has suffered. He rose into power with the context that he was going to undo all the corruption that we've come to associate with Zuma and the ANC. So now that he's implicated in a scandal of this nature, he just becomes like all the ordinary people. He can't be expected to lead uh, the ANC morally into a higher ground. South Africa was once again on tenterhooks as the ANC wrestled with its options. Songhezo Zibi heads a political think tank. President Cyril Ramaphosa's popularity with voters exceeds that of the ANC. That means, excuse the pun, he is their trump card amongst the ANC base. The dilemma the ANC faces is that he was last chance saloon and is tainted already. After him, it is tickets, Bongani. And therefore, I think this scandal puts the dominance of the ANC in South African politics in peril and potentially could make it a thing of the past. By now, intriguing puzzle pieces had been added to the opaque picture. A Dubai-based Sudanese tycoon, Hazim Mustafa, reportedly confirmed Ramaphosa's story of a buffalo sale, stating that he had paid $580,000, not millions. But the animals were never shipped. What muddies the waters is that it appears that almost every submission that gets made is laughable. Like, even this gentleman uh, that claims to have bought the buffaloes, he belatedly wants a refund now, but hey, man, who's going to believe that? Like, I don't. At least he exists. At, at least Supposedly. he exists, right? Hazim Mustafa has a connection to this country, his fashionable South African wife. But he told reporters he didn't know the livestock had even belonged to the president. 
Meanwhile, those tracking the constitutional narrative were hearing the faint rumble of a new line of defense. The big legal guns were coming straight to the constitutional court. President Ramaphosa has approached the highest court in the land directly, seeking for the Section 89 report to be reviewed. He says the panel misunderstood its brief. Zungula, the ATM president, is outraged. He cited myself, he cited the three members of the panel, he even cited parliament as an institution. And on the seventh day, the president emerged at an official engagement, his first public appearance in a week. But the dollar heist has spawned other investigations. The dilemma here is that South Africa might have a president who continuously is facing this type of investigations, which might clear him in the end, but it doesn't take away the fact that there's a cloud in the meantime. In a few days, Ramaphosa will face up to the ANC elective conference where his leadership is not assured. But before that, he must confront a divided parliament which will vote on whether to adopt this controversial report or for now, let the fish off the hook. What are your thoughts on this palapala predicament? Share your insights with us online using hashtag carte blanche. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, why not rate and review us? We love getting your feedback.